Today's episode is brought to you by Bloody Buddy. Yep, that's right. We're going to talk about menstrual cups. Have you ever tried a menstrual cup? Well, I have. I'm here to say that I have. And I love it. I love my Bloody Buddy cup. The Bloody Buddy cup is a reusable menstrual cup that uses the highest grade of medical silicone. It's easy to insert, easy to remove, and completely comfortable. Although there have been a few pregnancies in between, I've been using the Bloody Buddy cup for about like three years now, and it has given me period freedom. It's changed my life completely. And you might be thinking, Mary, that sounds like super dramatic. That sounds like you're exaggerating. No, it is completely life-changing to have your period and not be thinking about it. It's completely life-changing to have your period and not have to run to the bathroom every three hours to change a pad or a tampon. Unlike pads and tampons you have to change once every three to four hours, you can keep your bloody buddy in for up to 12 hours. So not only will you be saving yourself so much time by not excusing yourself all day to go change your pad or your tampon and so much money by not having to run to the store every month to go grab whatever you need, you'll also be doing the environment a serious solid by cutting down on all that waste because your bloody buddy can be used for 10 freaking years. 10 years. And if you've tried other cups in the past and had some issues with them, we'll have no fear. The Bloody Buddy Cup is different, I promise you. It is perfect for beginners as well as seasoned menstrual cup users. What makes the Bloody Buddy Cup different from all the other cups on the market is it's easy to open design. It has patent pending, wavy grips at the bottom, a pincher bulb at the bottom of the cup to help you with, you know, easy removal when it comes time to change your cup out. And of course, it comes in a bunch of super cute colors, which is, you know, very important, very important for a menstrual cup. So go to bloodybuddycup.com, use their size guide, pick out a cute color for your cup, and enjoy the period freedom. And you can use our code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase. Again, that's code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase at bloodybuddycup.com. All right, now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and we have such a good show for you today. I'm so excited because one of my best friends ever, Alicia Snow, is here, and together we are talking about our top 10 favorite best pieces of content that we consumed in 2021. I know that like that title doesn't really sound that good. It doesn't really sum up what we're trying to do here, but long story short, Alicia and I both made a top 10 list of our favorite pieces of content that we consumed this year. So we're talking movies, music, TV, memes, TikToks, whatever. So stay tuned. It should be a really good one. Hello, everybody. Okay. I'm so excited. Alicia Snow is here. One of my favorite people. She just turned 30. So now we have like an old mature woman on the podcast for once. This is so nice. This is so fun for us. So glad to be the mature voice on this podcast. You're now the resident old fart of the I just I love it. podcast. I love it. I'm honored. Friend of the pod, old fart of the pod. <laughs> Alicia is here. I'm very excited. Thank you. Because... Alicia, I think, consumes as much content as I do. Mm, Maybe. (laughs) Well, okay. Like, so when I was thinking about this episode, Alicia is one of my best friends. When I was thinking about the kind of countdowns that I wanted to do this year, I was thinking, okay, like an episode about movies and an episode about TV and an episode about my favorite TikToks and all this stuff. And then I was like, Mary, you don't have that many hours in the day. You, You don't have, you can't do that. So I decided just to do my top 10. And again, I said I was going to come up with a better name for this. And I will have a better name by the time I upload this. But the long form version is just, we both made a list of the top 10 pieces of content that we consumed this year. So movies, TV, memes, TikToks, music, whatever. Um, 
And when I was thinking about people that consume as much as I do, I thought about my friend, Alicia, the TikTok queen. Yeah, I do spend quite, quite a few hours on TikTok. <laughs> she, most of the time, you know, like when somebody sends you a TikTok, six out of, ten, six out of 10 times I've seen it, you know? Mm-hmm. But with Alicia, deep tracks only for Alicia. She finds- I love it. I Wow, that's fi- a real compliment. She finds them before um, the popular TikTok accounts- that just like hide in the corner of the screen and like react, like laughing while like the real TikTok is playing in the background. She finds the good TikToks before TikTok repost accounts find them. So Alicia was my first person I thought of, and I'm so glad that she came on to join us today. So is there anything that you want to say before make, before we get into the list? Was this a hard list for you to compile? Um, I came up with 10 things pretty fast. Okay. But, but, you know, I'm kind of like second guessing, like, was there something more I like, were there some things I forgot about? Did I put this in the right order? But I did come up with 10 things pretty quickly. I am very excited and I'm excited to see where we, um, what similar ones we'll have. I know that there are like three for sure. When I was thinking of ones where we would have overlap, I had like three for sure ones. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same number one, but no spoilers. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we'll have but, the same yes. number one too. <laughs> probably, I think that we probably have the same top three, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see yeah. So here, here's how it's gonna go. Um, I'll go, and then Alicia will go. Maybe we'll switch up the order as we go. Um, and yeah, we'll just kind of go back and forth. And then if there's one where we have overlap, we'll just both talk about it at that point. And then when it comes up in our list, we'll just skip it. Make sense? Okay. Capiche? Perfect. Um. And yeah, so I think that we could just get into it. So I'll start with mine, but first I wanted to do two honorable mentions really fast. Um, one honorable mention was for the, the Twilight Renaissance, oh, just because yes. that's a big grouping of content from TikTok, but it just didn't really fit in a list for this year because yeah. I feel like it began with um, Midnight Sun coming out last year. And, um, but really picked up when Netflix put all the movies on Netflix, but also like, it's just so long ago we Mm -hmm. don't have to talk about Twilight that much, but that gets a big honorable mention for me. And also Phoebe Bridger's Punisher album gets an honorable mention. It was released in 2020. I didn't come to my senses, my senses and start listening to it until this year. So I wish I could put it on this list. It meant a lot to me this year. My number one most played song of this year my baby loves the song phoebe bridger's punisher gets an honorable mention but doesn't get a, a spot on the top 10 on do you have any 10. honorable mentions alicia no i didn't even go that i didn't have the mind space my capacity to think of more than 10 so what you're saying here is that you're a rule follower yes honest game player yes Okay. As soon as you said honorable mentions, I said, we did not discuss that. You said 10. (laughs) Keeping me honest. Thank you, Alicia. Okay. So my number 10 is kind of broad, which might be cheating as if I haven't already cheated with the honorable mentions. (laughs) Number 10 is just Adam driver moments. Oh, my first thing that I put on was the Adam driver Burberry ad because there were very few memes that meant as much to me this year. 
But then I started thinking about Annette and I'm like, Annette spurred a lot of content for me. And it was really big content moment for me this year. And then I started thinking about House of Gucci. So I just decided to give, and also I got this really cool Adam Driver shirt this year from Bug Girl 200, another one of my favorite people online. So Adam Driver moments gets number 10. Where were you when you saw the Burberry ad? I don't remember, but I know you sent it in the group chat and that's how I saw it. And it does deserve its own number, I think. (laughs) I think about him running with that horse at least three times a week. Like there will be at least three times a week where I'm just driving around and it just occurs to me that that was something I got to watch this year. Honestly, I didn't even know it happened this year. Just it's all blur. Could it have been three years ago this year? I don't know, but I do remember the ad. I mean, it is. I do categorize time as like before Burberry ad and after. (laughs) If you guys Uh, need a refresher as to what we're talking about, Adam Driver was in an ad for Burberry where he's racing a horse he's shirtless he's on the beach he's racing the horse and then he becomes the horse at the end of the episode and that was a big moment for me um and then he was in Annette in August it was on Amazon Prime and it is that movie that's a musical with the puppet he commits multiple murders in the movie it's insane it got one Golden Globe nomination for Marion uh, Cotillard so he didn't even get the Golden Globe nomination which makes no sense but it's there. So if anybody's curious, go watch Annette. And then House of Gucci, which we talked about last episode, so I won't get into it too much, but that was my top 10. Adam Driver. What a man. What a man. <laughs> what a your man. number 10. My number 10 is Couch Guy TikTok. Okay. I was thinking about putting it on. Okay. Yeah. I ranked it last because it did go on too long. When it first started, loved being a part of that. Loved all the memes and all the new TikToks coming out, making fun of Couch Guy, but it just went on far too long. So that's why it's ranked number 10 on my list. But it was great to be a part of that. I really love the rise and fall. Like I really love that we loved it and then we didn't have to hear updates or anything about it. Like once it fell off and once something else came up, there's been no revisiting. Yeah. I actually don't, Right now on TikTok, everything that's going around is just like, what was your most viral video of 2021? Which actually, I think that my Couch Boy response video was probably my most viewed. If really? I, yeah, it got like 600,000 or something. You but saw a moment and you took it? I, I saw a moment and I took it much like mm-hmm. everybody else on TikTok. Um, but everything was going so viral. And then it just dropped off. And I'm surprised that I haven't seen more. What's your most viral video? Because that's like what's going around right yeah. now. Do Are they still together? I'm sure they don't are. Don't know. Don't know. Don't, don't know. <laughs> and do you care? No. Don't need to know. What a great year for Ellie Goulding. Mm-hmm. If there was one winner. Yes, that's true. It was her. And do we know who manufactured the couch? <laughs> Did not get that far into um, the couch guy TikTok, unfortunately. It didn't go on long enough, I think, for us to find like brand sourcing. Mm -hmm. But if it had only been one more day, that's a good solid number 10. Yeah. Um, Okay. So then I guess I will go, or here, you do your number nine. We'll just go back and forth. Okay. My number nine is 
the show Only Murders in the Building. Did you ever watch that? I didn't watch it. Okay. Our friend Nicole has been telling everyone in our friend group to watch it. And I watched it and it's delightful. It's a delightful show. I recommend it. But it's just good good TV to watch. Quick TV to binge too. So was so I love Steve Martin and I love mm-hmm. uh, Martin Short. Yeah. Is Selena Gomez very Selena Gomez-y on the show? Mm, I mean, she's never not, but like she's not like unbearable. I thought she did fine in it. Okay. But obviously she's, you're not going to watch Selena Gomez. Like you're going to watch the other two guys. Like mm-hmm. that's who you're in it for. So. Okay. I do. It has been on my list and then I keep just like picking other things mm-hmm. um what a cool story i just said I, I keep meaning to watch it but i haven't <laughs> um but i do i think i need to watch it because it hasn't been spoiled for me and it's like a mystery i'm assuming mm-hmm. right yeah and it, it hasn't been spoiled that's like a ticking time bomb yeah i'd recommend it it's getting a second season too so wow that's kind of crazy that they're able to get the three of them together again yeah Mm-hmm. You would and think- that's like Selena Gomez posted like a TikTok with her, with all of them together, like saying back at filming. And it's just kind of funny to see her with them and they're all friends. Like it's weird, but it's very sure. weird. I, um, I don't even know if I should publicly say this, but I watched the Bill Maher show. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a problem. Uh-huh. But I just like to watch the debate every mm-hmm. week or whatever. And it's not great. It's not great. But luckily, I like I use somebody else's HBO login. So that means I'm not giving him money. Right. Anyway. So he had Steve Martin and Martin Short on to promote it. And then Bill Maher starts like riffing about Selena Gomez, but like not in a funny way. Like he just starts talking about how like much he loves her. That's probably one of my favorite moments of this year because it was the cringiest thing I've watched. And he just like is going on and on and on about how like attractive she is and how like that song, love you like a love song. That's one of those songs where you put in any decade and it would have been a hit. She's amazing. But, and like, and Steve Martin's just sitting there like what's happening. It's just like old Bill Maher just going on this long thing about how hot he thinks Selena Gomez is. And there were, there were no jokes in it. It was just like his public plea to have Selena Gomez love him. It was Mm. very weird. And in the next day, I was like, oh, this is like going to go viral because it was like the most awkward moment of all time. No, no, no one picked up on it but me and probably the Joe Roganites that also watch uh, Bill Maher probably. Anyway, and I don't want to be among them. Yes, please. And yet I watched the debating. Anyway, here we go. Number nine. I've dug myself into a hole. Number nine. Recent C bias might come and play here. But honestly, if I was making this list a couple weeks later, I bet you I'd put this higher up on my list. When you're list making from 10 to 1, higher up, does that mean better or lower? Like one's the best. Well, yes. But so like if I'm saying I want to put this higher on my list, higher, closer to 1 or closer to 10? Closer to 1. That's what I would think too, but I got okay. tripped up for a second. Okay. okay. <laughs> Give me a couple weeks and I probably would have put this closer to one. West Side Story. Haven't Amazing. seen it yet. Amazing. Let me preface by saying West Side Story means a lot to me. 
I've watched it my whole life. I love the music. I'm very invested in it. And I was one of the few that was just very excited about West Side Story. Like everybody, I feel like they were like, why are they remaking it? We don't need a remake of everything. But it was like Steven Spielberg and I knew it was going to be fine. We didn't know anything about this Rachel girl, about the star. Ansel Elgort, that's a problem. But he did a fine job. Rachel Ziegler, a movie star. Mike uh, Feist, I think that's his name, movie star. Um, Ariana DeBose, the boss, movie star. It was incredible. The dancing, the singing, the updates that they did to the story. 100% beautiful. I'm going to go see it again this week, and then I'm going to go see it again next week. Oh, wow. I, I really liked West Side Story as a child. Like, I watched it a ton. So I am excited to see it, but I will probably wait until it's streaming somewhere. I probably won't go to the theater. You need to go to the theater. I don't really go to the theater, Mary. I'm not like you. <laughs> I like to be at my house. <laughs> like, you could find a low-key... 11 a.m. showing there won't be anybody in there breathing on you you'll be fine just go in there with your mask and sit down and watch ariana debose do one of the best performances you'll ever see when she performs america i will consider that (laughs) okay I, um, I'm not convinced that you're going to do it but i need you to do it for your own i promise you this i will see west side story Guys, it's amazing. Everybody needs to go see it. Put it into your weekend plans before. um, And here's the thing. So everybody keeps talking about how um, it isn't doing well, like at the box office. But I really think it's going to have like a greatest showman type resurgence. The greatest showman when it was released, it was like released like the first weekend in December. And it was like a flop. And then as weeks went on, it got closer to Christmas then it became like this huge hit because people were were with their families and they needed to like go do something in this holiday season people will pretty much have the choice between Spider-Man No Way Home No Way Home is that the the name of this one Homecoming you're asking asking all of them have home in the title the new Spider-Man um basically the choice will be between Spider-Man and West Side Story And I could see a scenario where it's like, here's our whole family. You guys go do Spider-Man. We'll go do this. And it will be a hit. Their time will come. Their performances were all really good. Some better than others. It's a great movie. Um, What? Okay. And then. Okay. I will do number eight. So we'll just keep snaking around. Um, Actually, no, you do number eight. Because I have to pull something up. Okay. My number eight is actually Spencer. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, So this is the only movie I've seen in theaters in like two years. Okay. Okay. And I saw it with Mary. We went together and like, I know we've talked about it a ton. Like it was a great movie, but you wouldn't like go see it again type thing. Like I don't. Wouldn't even think of seeing it for the second time. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch Spencer again, but I did actually really, really like it. And I thought it was super well done. This scene where she, there's a scene where she like 
runs out onto a field and like says, I'm not leaving till I get my boys. And I just like started bawling in the theater, which I do not cry at movies. I mean, statistically, it'd be hard for you to cry at movies if like you're not there that often. (laughs) Okay, watching movies in my house, (laughs) I don't cry. But even though I probably won't ever watch it again, I loved it. I thought they did a great job. Do you think Kristen Stewart should get an Oscar for what she did? Okay. <laughs> Both Mary and our friend Taylor love her so much. I'm I'm not at the same level as Taylor, not even okay. close. I appreciate her for what she is. I don't think that she's like an acting gift of our time, but I love her as the person. Mm. Anybody associated with the Twilight franchise except for No, no, I think everyone. I just like did like a quick scan through to be like, do I hate anybody that's involved? And I don't think so. Okay, so Taylor, don't don't murder me when you listen to this. I don't think she's that great of an actress. And so I don't think she deserves an Oscar. Sorry, the, Taylor. The thing with Spencer is there were moments where it was very, very strong. And I think that the accent mm-hmm. was very good. Um, I think physically, like face-wise, she was like pretty spot on but like princess diana is like pretty tall and like just kind of has like a different like walk and everything about her but i mean it'd be hard to just replicate that and i mean right. the thing with elizabeth debicki who's going to be in the crown season five she's too tall to be diana so mm-hmm. it's you know it's there will never be a, a perfect one and it's acting right. it's a remake whatever but so there were very good moments but then there were also very like this is Kristen stewart acting moments like yeah I definitely agree with that there's definitely times where I like saw her and like oh my gosh like that's like spot on like it looks like Diana mm-hmm. but then there's other times where I'm like this is just her trying so hard mm-hmm. to like be this, Diana and it's missing like the first scene of her in the gas station I was like oh I don't know how this is gonna go because she's like yeah. moving her hands and her eyes about and it just was big acting moment mm-hmm. and I was like mm-hmm. But overall, I think she did really well. But truly, after seeing West Side Story and knowing that Rachel Ziegler is like now in like the awards conversation, and I haven't seen everything yet this year, but I feel like it should go to her hands down over Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Hands down. And again, I really like Kristen Stewart. But anyway, that, that was a good number eight. That was a good number eight. Wasn't even on my radar. What's yours? My number eight um, will be a quick one. I feel like I mentioned her every time I talk about TikTok, but when I was thinking about my favorite TikToks of the year, one content creator stood out above the rest as my fave. It's um, the girl who did the, I think I may have girl bossed a bit too close to the sun mm-hmm. audio. Her name is Caroline. Mm-hmm. Her username is like carol.line. It, it's a, you can't really read it out loud because there's numbers and dots in between it. Her name's Caroline. Every single video that she puts out, I laugh. And a couple of her videos, I are just like my hands down faves of the of the entire year. So out of everybody on TikTok that made me laugh this year, this girl made me laugh more than anybody. Hands down. No arguments. She is the best. She recently just did this video where it was like her in a job interview. And they were like, what's your greatest weakness? And she's like, I was hardly breastfed, like not like not even like a little bit 
like I was formula fed and I think I'm missing out on some key nutrients and it <laughs> makes me laugh so hard anyway. So just my favorite TikToks as a whole are all from her. So there, there's my number, whatever number, number eight. eight. <laughs> okay. What's your number seven? Um, it's the ever given getting stuck in the Suez canal. <laughs> Oh my God, that happened this year. I did too. I had to look it up to make sure it happened in March of this year. And I just felt we're, you know, you hear it time and time again, we're so divided. There's so much contention. I have never felt closer as a country when we came together with the memes and the TikToks and just the constant surveillance of the ever given stuck in that canal. It was the best time, the best time. Nothing can be better than that. <laughs> uh, it's all coming back to me because I haven't even thought about it. And how could you not think about it? I think about months. it weekly. I I need a Christmas Christmas ornament of like that little. Uh, some but surely somebody on Etsy has made. Oh no! Cut that out, Mary. I'm <laughs> gonna put that in my shop right now. Don't give anybody any ideas. <laughs> oh yeah! By the way, guys, Alicia has like a great pop culture shop online. Soup Snakes Co. Right? Yeah, it just sounds so funny when you say it out loud. I, I didn't know if it was Co or company, like when you like say it out loud and in, in yeah, word form. Co, I guess. I mean, it stands for company, but I just say Soup Snakes Co. You say it a lot. Soup yeah. Snakes Co. <laughs> um, what a great moment. Truly. I, uh, I'm like even trying to recall like my favorite jokes and memes about it. Like I remember a lot of like anti-body shaming ones. Like don't ever let anybody tell you that you're, you're too big to fit in the Suez Canal. You deserve to take up space. Like beautiful uh, chef's kiss. It's a beautiful gift from the universe. Yes. Another beautiful gift from the universe. Great transition. Great segue opportunity. Thank you, Alicia. Mm-hmm. This really could have went in my top celebrity moments list that I'm going to be doing next week with Taylor. And I'm sure it will even find its way in there again. But if I'm talking about content that I consumed, a TV moment, do you know where I'm going with this? No. Megan Harry's Oprah interview. Oh, yes. Were you silent or silenced was one of the biggest moments of the year content wise. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Everything we learned, the fallout, the fact that it happened so quickly after the crown season four, when we're already like riled up about, you know, the royal family, the timing of it all, the pregnancy now, or like the gender announcement, mm-hmm. the, um, just all of it, a moment, a true moment, especially watching it in contrast to the, um, the Adele interview that Oprah did, um, not saying that they both like weren't great, but I think it really like showed to me how much like the Megan Harry one was really just like a cultural moment in time this year. Um, and it was one of our best, one of our best moments. Um, did you know that we still haven't seen baby Lily yet? Oh yeah. I was I thinking about think it today. About I know I've been thinking about the Royal family a lot because I've spent a lot of time thinking about the new, uh, like Christmas card from Will and Kate's family. Oh, yes. Terrible. Um, yeah. I've so then I was thinking, I'm like, have we seen baby Lily Bet yet? No, we haven't seen her. But what a moment. 
What was your favorite moment from that interview? Do you remember one? I, I don't remember. I just remember us like live texting each other about it, but I can't, I can't recall anything. It's too late to do that, Mary. Unfortunately, one of like the standout moments to me is um, when they like went into the chicken coop and oh, yeah. <laughs> Megan decides to tell that story. Because here's the thing about Megan. I mean, what she's had to go through. Horrible. So happy that they have separated themselves. I'm so sad for them that it's been like so full of turmoil and whatnot. But there are times where she's a little much for me. And, and like, that's not me saying that I don't like love and support her and stuff. But when she's telling the story about like, I was in the castle and I was watching the little mermaid and she was free or like she had everything, but she didn't have her voice and then she found her voice. And I'm like, you thought of that months ago and you've been waiting for this moment. But again, also like, does everything need to be sincere? No, no. But it was a very, uh, if I were to make my top 10 cringiest moments of this year that one would probably go on it but if i were to make my top most like impactful um like news stories of the year it would be her talking about the racism in the royal family mm-hmm. and then harry going like she was being coy and then harry goes straight up like he doesn't return my calls mm-hmm. it's uh beautiful tv a beautiful moment great pick thank you um Give me your next whatever. Number six. So I should have mentioned this when you were talking about Adam Driver, but you'll be surprised to find that on my list at number six, pretty high up, I would say, I have Annette. Oh my! (laughs) Not because it was a great movie. It was the craziest, weirdest movie I've ever seen in my life. Yes. But it was because I was... (laughs) I felt like a small population that watched and participated in that movie and then just being part of the memes. I just felt like I was in like an exclusive inside joke group, you know, because that was just a really, really weird movie, but I watched it and I enjoyed being part of the jokes online. I, I'm very glad, very glad that uh, it made it so high up on your list. I know. I felt weird putting it there, but I, felt weird putting it any lower because I did enjoy that type I guess I okay I feel similar about my next um my next number um wait sorry I like I lost my spot for a second because I wrote one of somehow Phoebe Bridger's Punisher made it onto my like number six but I did not mean for that to happen like I had like a a number number mishap um my number six is a uh, starstruck on HBO. Oh yeah. I forgot I, about that show. It was perfect. It was so perfect. And my like little intro that I just said a second ago to you, I'm like, Oh, I felt this way about my next one. Um, I got my numbers mixed up, but my number six, that'll be coming later. But number six is starstruck on HBO. I've talked about it at least on half of my episodes I've made since the reboot. It's a perfect show guys. My life's mission is to make everybody watch it. They're doing season two now. So life is good. But if you haven't watched, I've already talked about it. Perfect rom-com. And I know everybody's like reaching for a rom-com right now because it's like the holidays. Might I suggest this? 
Yeah, I totally forgot about that show, but it was a great show. I really liked it. Every now and again, um, the like the cast members like pop up on my Instagram. Like they're not super active, but like I'll forget about the show. And then like once every three weeks, like one of them posts something and I'm like, oh, wait, the best show I watched this year. One of the best. But anyway, that was my number six. What's your number six? Mine was Annette. You're now okay, you're so number, number five. five. Okay. Okay. Um, my number five was Olivia Rodrigo Sour. Oh, great pick. Everything that started from driver's license to the lawsuits to watching everybody lose their minds about tickets to the new Joshua Bassett stuff to the memes to the um, stupid clickbaity adults who moved on from saying like millennials are or like Gen Zers are trying to take away our skinny jeans and our side parts. Like they went from complaining about that to trying to explain what the driver's license situation was like i feel like every um content creator that makes like four reels a day each of them individually made a video where they're like okay so first there's this guy named joshua bassett and they're on this show high school musical Mm. like every forgot about yeah i forgot about that tiktok format yeah like everybody wanted to explain what the situation was i'm like yes everybody has has explained it at this point the snl skit perfect the, mu- the music itself, really good. Kind of um, am confused about how she's going to be going on tour because she has 11 songs and her CD is 34 minutes long. Don't know oh, how that... It doesn't matter. People are paying for tickets. She'll make it happen. Because, I mean, even if she does, like, a couple covers, she has, like, some bad blood, forgive the term, Bad blood with Taylor Swift now, so she can't really do Taylor Swift covers, which people would want to see her do. I don't really watch High School Musical, the series. I watched a couple episodes and then I lost track of it. But I don't think she has like a lot of original music on that. So she couldn't have more than than 12 songs to play. Mm-hmm. 12 or 13. What are people going to do at the concert? Unless you Take- drop an extra album like that's a surprise Ooh, intrigue if if she did that would you buy it and put it in your car alicia i would buy a cd that all my friends make fun of me for and put it in my car yes i i've been the nicest to you about the cd thing i believe because you have i believe that everyone should have at least one cd in their car you don't know when your phone's gonna die you don't know when you have to hand your phone to your kids so they could watch a show and you need to listen to music everyone needs at least one cd i don't know if you need the six cds that alicia bought on black friday to have in her car i bought that specifically for my drive to california we (laughs) but do you not have a spotify no i don't use spotify what do you use i don't really listen to music unless it's a cd in my car What do you do when when you're around the house? I listen to podcasts and books. I don't listen to music. What about like when you're cleaning? Podcasts and books. I don't listen to music. Or like when you're cooking? Podcasts and books. (laughs) Like around your kids? They can listen to music. I have my headphones and listen to podcasts and books. I'm in shock. I know. Again, you did just mention how I'm the mature person here who's 30 
Oh yeah. This is my 26 year old youth coming in. Yes. Yes. My old age of 30. I don't know how to download music to my phone and I have no interest to learn because I just use my, you don't have to download it. It's just an app. (laughs) Well, it's $5 a month, Alicia. (laughs) I just, I I can't learn new tricks. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'll just listen to my music in my car and podcasts and books. I would argue that it's a lot harder to figure out how to get an audiobook on your phone. How do you do that? <laughs> Through my Audible? library. No, I have a library app and I use my library card and I check out audiobooks. Do they not have music you could check out? I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Why is everyone so concerned in my music habits? Is okay, but I lost track. Is Sour one of the CDs that you bought for your car? Yes, it is. Okay. And you love it. <laughs> I do. do. Look, is it on your list too? It is not, no. Oh, I'm shocked. But I do have a music related thing as my next. Okay. Yeah. What is your next one? So it's the Taylor's version of Red, but more specifically, memes and TikToks that came out about hating Jake Gyllenhaal. And, ob- and also, like, so my sister-in-law texted me wanting to know, like, the like wanted me to explain why everyone hates Jake Gyllenhaal. And I'm like, oh, gosh, how much time do we have? But I just had to explain to her that we don't really hate him. Like, we realized this happens 10 years ago. And it's more of, like, the joke of hating him. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. So I enjoyed all the jokes, memes, TikToks that came out after she re-released that. I hope that the world keeps that energy when it comes to dear John. Like, I hope oh, everyone's yeah. just like, we hate him, but like, also like it was a really long time ago. Although I think I might be the only John Mayer sympathizer yeah, in the world. It's I probably not like, be. <laughs> I was like, again, not my best look. I'm really exposing myself really here tonight. Are. I promise. Like I am not a, uh, what would I even call myself jokingly? I'm a good person. That's what I'm trying to say here. Um, I I also have that on my list, but we'll get into it later because it's further up and it's more broad. Um, my next number is uh, WandaVision. It, watch it. It was you didn't. Okay, no. I was not a Marvel person before I watched it. Mm-hmm. Like I had seen Infinity Infinity War. Infinity Stones. Which one is that one called? I think Infinity War. Again, they talk person, about the, I don't do Marvel either. So they talk about the Infinity Stones in the movie. I'm pretty sure it's Infinity War, and then Endgame. But I didn't even watch Endgame until after Wandavision. Anyway, my Marvel knowledge was very little, but I love Elizabeth Olsen, and the show looked really fun. Like, oh, an ode to TV. I love TV. This is going to be fun. It was perfect. The theories, the suspense, every episode ended on a cliffhanger. There was like so much to theorize about. There was so much content about it. The show itself was just really good. And it never felt like a superhero-y show. Like there was maybe like one or two episodes where they like pulled back the curtain and it was a little more, um, a little more like supernatural or whatever. But the episodes were so freaking fun and I miss it. And I know that they can never do a season two. Like they can't like recreate the magic that it was like, cause I wouldn't be as into a superhero show. 
Cause like I tried mm-hmm. the next one that they released after that, like the Falcon and the winter soldier. Um, I liked the Loki show a little bit, but there was just like a lot of magic with the first with WandaVision and it was a perfect, perfect, perfect show, which also got, uh, I, like we can't say snubbed at the golden globes, but didn't get the recognition that it deserved. I believe mm-hmm. there was a, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen got nominations, but that's it. Anyway, WandaVision. My number four. A perfect show. What's your number four? Squid Game. Oh, I didn't even put that on my list. Really? I thought I you had that. I should have. Yeah, I I enjoyed. Well, I don't know if I can say enjoy. That's the thing. Like, it's very hard to talk about. Yeah. Because you like, don't want to seem too enthusiastic about it. I am glad I watched it. I definitely like each episode, like you had to know what happened next. So even if you weren't enjoying it or were like covering your eyes through half the episode, you still wanted to start the next episode. Um, yeah, I loved it again. I, there's a theme here. I love being a part of all the memes and Mm -hmm. you know, you just, it's fun to know what the internet's talking about sometimes and being part of the memes and the jokes and you know, understanding the TikToks. So love that. Loved texting people about it during the games, like during the episodes. I mean, so yeah, enjoyed that. Now, are you, were you the one who said you don't want a season two? Like you wouldn't watch a season two? Is that you? Um, like I might've said that. I don't feel like I need a season two. Okay. Yeah. It was you, but <laughs> cause like- I, I need a season two. I have too many questions that I need answered. Like so. I have questions and everything, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they're the only things I could think of for season two to like recreate the magic, keep it fresh and not just like change the story completely. Mm-hmm. Cause like, although I would love, what was the main character's name? I don't know. any Songwoo, Or was Songwoo the, the guy, the, the guy that ended up being mean, the, the main character. Like, I would love to see him, you know, be able to get closure for himself and do whatever he thinks he needs to do and whatever. But I feel like my idea for, like, the concept to, like, keep it fresh and nice for me would to be go somewhere else where, like, the games are. Because when all the VIPs came in and the VIPs were talking about how, like, they're traveling around, like they're watching the other games and like they're in different places, different cultures, whatever. Like it'd be cool to see like a fresh new set of games. But also I feel like the Korean culture infused in it was so much of the charm. And again, mm-hmm. charm is like such a weird name for it because it was murder. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't want to take that away. But in order to like introduce like new games, because like I don't want to watch people do the tug of war again too stressful no no no. i don't want to watch people walk through the glass again too stressful i i think i want to see the background like how did the games get started mm-hmm. yeah like if and, there was like a prequel yeah, all over it that's what i want i don't need to see another round of squid game yeah i want to see the background how it got started how people get employed there mm-hmm. how the the cops brother you know went from winning the games to being employed by them like i want to see all that Mm -hmm. stuff and the fact that the cop's brother i was thinking about it the other day 
when the cop goes and looks for his brother, he looks for him at like that little apartment where he has like eviction notices and all this stuff. But if he had won the games, don't you think that he'd be like living in a better place or whatever? Because I know that like the breakdown is like 38 million US. Mm-hmm. But he, so he should have been sitting pretty, you know? Right. I don't know. But yeah, like I don't, I don't think I want, maybe if it was like a simultaneous retelling where like they were able to talk about the main character and his journey forward and then like kind of go back in time. But yeah, like I don't need to see the games again. And that was kind of the problem that they did really, the problem with Hunger Games number two that they had to like face was like, okay, we have to do another games, but how do we like keep it fresh? How did we do whatever? And they did it well, you know, with like having the people on the inside and having it end in a different way. So they'd have mm-hmm. to do something like that. I don't know. But I can't believe yeah. I didn't put Squid Game on my list. Were you on the ball? Like when it came out, like were you pretty quick to watch it or did it take a couple weeks? It took me a couple weeks, but not too long. Like I didn't feel like I was too far behind like everyone else watching like, it. I kept seeing memes about it, but it just didn't sound like anything that I wanted to watch at all. Right. Yeah. Normally um, I would not. Yeah. And and I've tried a couple more like niche um like commentary on society netflix shows like umbrella academy and and the society and things and i'd never liked those so i was just like uh this one's like not going to be for me um and also i kept hearing about how bad the dubbing was Mm -hmm. and i knew that i wasn't going to be able to watch subtitles because when i watch things i have to be like editing pictures or working on my phone or something and i heard that the dubbing was so bad but i really I didn't mind the dubbing. Did you watch? I didn't, I didn't mind the dubbing either. Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't amazing. Right. When you, when you watch the videos with the people who translate the Korean and they're like, this is what the dubbing said, but really this is what the Korean said. And it's mm-hmm. completely different. That's interesting, but I don't know. Um, okay. What's your next number? Number three, I put succession. Ah, that's my number three too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. At this point, we're going to talk about the finale just for like three minutes or so. So skip forward. But also if you're attached to succession, I feel like you would have watched it by now. Um, Holy crap. Okay. How did you feel about the finale? I loved it. I had to, I had to voice memo you because I was confused because I thought I had missed part of it, but I really, really liked how it ended. I okay so how it ended I also like I thought that that's what was happening like when Tom comes in and Logan pats him on the back and he walks in and he looks shocked and he goes hey Shiv and I'm like I wonder if that was him that sold her out and then it wasn't until I saw the memes and everything after where I was like oh okay okay yeah that is like what happened what a perfect way to end it and they were able to end it in a way where like they do have a path forward because last week we were all wondering if Kendall was dead. And while like, I believe that they had the guts to kill off Kendall. And I believed that like, this was kind of the end of the road for Kendall. So I'm like, it does make sense. Cause like, what else could they do for him? Like he's been ostracized. He's never going to like rise up in the company. He's like a joke. He doesn't seem to be doing anything right. 
the legal stuff against Logan has already been like thrown out. Like, you know, who, who knows what will happen. Um, but I feel like how they handled the Kendall, everything was like the only path forward other than like killing him. And right, I would have never yeah. even thought for them to do that. It was perfect. And you know, what's the most perfect about it? Hmm. They gave us a path for scars guard season four. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I, I think that there's no way that he's not in the main cast next year. Like he's not going to be like featured player. He's not going to be like guest starring. He's here to stay. And he oh. doesn't have anything else pending filming wise on his IMDb right now. Well, I'll pray for you that he's. In Thank you. Even though like he's not, he's not looking as cute anymore. He's starting to get old. And I know that sounds mean. He's start like in all of these episodes, never once have I been like, what a honey he's he's getting up there i think which is fine i mean aging is totally fine and you're allowed to do it but like how they have him styled and everything on the show too like his hair's over long and like none of it's but like i still like having him around <laughs> he's still a good hang and uh-huh. now that now that i've rescinded my um crush on jeremy strong i um it, it will be nice to have some uh someone i'm rooting for on the show even though also i think i'm now in love with tom wom's gams and cousin greg yeah that's that's i keep asking myself because before i watched this i you know i had heard like oh well it's funny because they're all bad but you're still always rooting for someone even though they're like horrible people but this whole time i'm like but who am i rooting for and it's cousin greg that's who (laughs) i'm rooting for that's I, i want him to be the weirdest king in europe yes i do too I'm really wondering, like, why did they bring in that whole storyline? What's it going to be for? I don't know. But, like, the Sporus conversation that they had at the end, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I also wonder, like, I mean, there were a couple open-ended things that they didn't really address. I feel like they let like the sexting thing die really quickly. Yeah. Because last episode, it seemed like Jerry was like going to get fired. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know, but it's perfect. And hopefully we don't have to wait that much longer, but I think the next season will start to premiere in August of next year. Oh, that's a while. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Um, also, I it, like it struck me this last episode how beautiful Shiv is. Like I've always thought that she was beautiful, but like I feel like she had so many more close-ups and like her acting was so good this episode. Where I was just like, wow, she's a knockout, yeah. knockout beauty. Do you have anything else to say? I feel like I hijacked your number. No, no, I, it's a good show. Everyone Did you and you started watching it recently, right? Like you yeah, like, so binged I, all the way through. Yeah, I think I started watching it like two and a half weeks ago. So I had caught up, like I watched um, the second to last episode the day the final came out or the finale came out. So I watched that episode and then immediately watched the finale. Mm. So it worked out well for me. That's actually, that's how I was with season two. Like I started watching it and I caught up like a couple days before the finale started. Mm -hmm. Um, What a treat. What an actual treat. Um, 
Okay, my number two is the Taylor Swift re-records as a whole. So mm-hmm. Fearless, all the content that came from it. Um, I think that Fearless has a lot of songs on there that were like so improved from the re-record where like there were songs like The Other Side of the Door, which I never really ever listened to because her vocals were like so weird and it just didn't sound good. We're now like they're just bangers. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. And then of course, Red, one of my favorite Taylor Swift albums. The re-records, the vault tracks, the discourse, every single little bit about it. What a moment. I think that this was Taylor Swift's year. It's insane to me that like Adele released an album a week after Taylor Swift. And we talked about Adele briefly for like as a culture for like a week. And then it just went back to Taylor Swift. Like it's insane that Taylor was able to do that with the 10 year old album. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else to say about the re-records? Because I know that you already did mention. Okay, what is love hating on Jake Gyllenhaal? Love it. What uh what's your number two? My number two is something I know won't be on your list. It's Ted Lasso. You haven't watched it yet. That is true. Again, this is like my only murders in the building. It's just a delightful show. I love it so much. So and I um, I recently realized just through like memes and culture and everything, that's more of like a heartfelt. Yeah. Because didn't you go in thinking it was like a comedy? Well, yeah, so like we gave it a try. And Alex and I both thought that it was going to be something different. So I think that we were both just like thrown off. So we didn't like it. And we didn't continue. Mm-hmm. And we only gave it the one episode. It was like too sweary for Alex, which is fine. Like he can, he'll kind of watch anything as long as like the swears like mean something, but like, Mm -hmm. and he thought it was going to be really sports heavy. And I thought it was just going to be like a laugh a minute, like ha ha hilarious because people were talking about how it was the funniest show ever. So I was like, this isn't that funny. And he's like, this isn't that sporty. So then we stopped. Well, I'm going to need you both to dive back in and watch it because it is a great show. I do want to relate to the content and I am firmly in the team Jason Sudeikis camp um, in the Harry, Olivia and Jason saga. Um, And I do love that suit, that suit that he wore at the Emmys. Velvet one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love the, um, the tie dye sweatshirt that he wore. Was that also at the Emmys? year before golden globes maybe i can't remember lots of great fashion moments from jason sudeikis so you got to support your boy and watch ted lasso okay will do what should i what would you prioritize well i guess ted lasso because it's your number two right over only murders yeah yes all right i know that alicia and i have the same number one which is half of the reason why i invited her on tonight this should be as no surprise to anybody but if it is, let's say it together. Three, two, one. Inside by Inside. Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. It should be, this movie should win an Oscar. It is a movie. It should win an Oscar. It should win a mother effing Oscar. But I don't think as many people, like there is a big camp out there for Bo Burnham. But I think like general population might not love this as much as we do, Mary. Well, like, okay. First of all, the Oscar winners are always just like something that no one has seen. That's true. Um, and I, um, I'm really annoying and I'm like 
deep into film Twitter all the time. And I listen to like film criticism podcasts and stuff every week. And there's a big Bo Burnham inside hive where people are always like, I hope that that this gets award recognition. I don't really know how the Golden Globes work. Um, Well, like I do know, but like it never makes any sense why some things get traction there and some things don't. It got no nominations at the Golden Globes. I think Hamilton beat it at the Emmys, which makes no sense. And there's been a lot of um, controversy about whether or not it could be submitted for any Academy Awards or not, but it did have a theatrical run, which does qualify it. And that's like half of the hurdle. Mm -hmm. So there is hope, but let's talk about what it meant to us. Oh my goodness. Well, for me, like everyone I like introduced it to, because <laughs> I was like, I was campaigning for Inside with every single person I met, like you have to watch it mm-hmm. and no one appreciated it. And then I realized, oh, I relate to this because I have mental health issues. Like I, <laughs> I'm a medicated, like depressed person. So like Inside means something to me because I can relate to what Bo was like going through when he made it and like a lot of the songs and you know also we watched it like in the middle of a pandemic and being a stay-at-home mom like I was you know alone and like this is something I connected with like deeply so I just realized maybe it just appeals to me because of like my mental health struggles and not everyone's gonna understand I mean if I ever I'm sure if I ever dove deep and tried to figure out what's going on in my noggin, I would find out that I have many things that I should probably resolve, but I don't do that. But I loved inside. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> That's my way of being like, I don't know if I have like any of that stuff, but whatever. I loved it. And I remember telling people to watch it. Like I remember group chatting and being like, guys, you all have to watch it. And then my friends would start watching it and they're like, this is a musical. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's Bo Burnham because I've like I followed him for a couple years. Never really loved his stand up, and also I revisited his stand up a couple months ago to be like, I'm obsessed with Inside. I would like this too. It's very bad. the The stuff, it's 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 a lot. Um, I I love it. What are your fave songs from it? Because it it is also an album that we both listen to. Non-stop. Well, maybe you didn't because you don't have a Spotify. Okay. I listened to it on YouTube. <laughs> Bo Burnham, he has like the playlist of songs mm-hmm. and I listen to it every time I shower. <laughs> so this is my one time I'm listening to music outside of my car. Because when I shower, I turn on Bo Burnham. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> so my favorite songs, I don't know, they change I love how the world works. Mm-hmm. I think that song is hilarious. And it's also really fun to sing along to. Um, love funny feeling. Do you ever listen to the Phoebe Bridgers version of it? Yes. Yes. Very good. Um, I don't know. What, what, what are your favorites? So that funny feeling, I was shocked that it wasn't like my number one song of the year. And it somehow like, I, I have a feeling that they ranked inside on the spotify rap thing i have a feeling that they ranked it differently because it's like a comedy album mm-hmm. um because there's no way that a lot of the songs that made it on my top 10 or 5 or whatever beat that song um 
I love 30. Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, relatable. Just turned 30. Yes. Again, why it. related. He did it for you. Um, loved. I don't know. So all eyes on me, mm-hmm. you know, um, white woman's Instagram. Like I could really go like song by song. Um, yeah. the, the don't want to know really does all of them, all yeah, of them. All great. It has no skips for me. I skip the sexting one because I'm normally in the car with my kids and yet I'm still listening to all the other ones. And like, it's not like my kids should love those, but my kids do walk around singing the Jeffrey Bezos song all the time. It means so much. I think I currently have like a minimum of 12 pieces of merch in my Etsy cart. Um, like Bo Burnham related things, but I just never pull the trigger. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. where will I wear this? Where will I put these stickers, Mary? Nowhere. Um, but it means a lot to me. It was by far the best piece of content I consumed and I will stop and I will watch it anytime. Same. It, it's my comfort. Everything. It's perfect. Do you have anything else to say about inside? I feel like I've just talked about it so much over the last year where I'm like, what else do I have to say? I've right, already told yeah. so many people to watch it. Yeah. Just if you, it, especially, so I want to recommend it to everyone, but especially if you struggle with mental health, inside is for you. Or if you think like you probably do, but yet again, like you just don't want to figure it out for yourself because <laughs> then like you would know, um, then it's also for you. Yeah. Then just cope with your undiagnosed mental health issues that you should be working on cope by watching inside. I'm doing great. I'm doing really (laughs) great. I had three kids in three years and I'm doing great. Um, anyway, do you think now reflecting back on your list, is there anything that you think you missed out on anything that you're looking forward to the next year? I mean, I'm sure there's lots of things I missed, but those are the things I remembered. I think that this was a great list, a great list. Everybody, thank you so much for listening today. And Alicia, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell everybody where to find you on Instagram? Yeah, uh, you can follow my personal one. It's not that exciting. I don't post that often. (laughs) It's Alicia. Well, I'm not even going to tell you that. My name's too hard to spell, but you can follow my business Instagram account. Just real quick. Your name is Alicia Snow. No, but my Instagram handle is Alicia Renee Snow. Which are three names that are easy to spell. No, they are. Okay. If you can spell my names, you can follow me. (laughs) But what would be the best? If you're looking for Christmas presents right now, I would love support on my business Instagram, which I'm just now this year trying to build for the first time ever. Um, It's Soup Snakes Co. And yeah, please follow me there. I feel like she's not selling it well enough. If you're looking for a great like long distance present or just like a present for like a pop culture person in your, in your life, she has like the cutest, like pop culture drawings, like prints, greeting cards, enamel pins, stickers. No stickers. No, yet, yeah. No stickers coming. Yeah. Coming. I was like, I don't think there's stickers, but maybe there are. And let me double check. Um, like over Halloween, I had, I, her picture of Dwight Schrute with the, little pumpkin on his head inspired me to buy a freaking entryway table just so I'd have like somewhere to put it um it's like super cute stuff you could like actually display it in your home and it doesn't look like you're like printing out a poster from google it's great stuff and they're great gifts 
and they're great things to have around. And I bet you like the quirky teen in your life that you don't know what to buy for would love any of her like parks and rec stuff or her office stuff or whatever. Um, and she also has, has an F the patriarchy keychain. So, um, <laughs> so if all too well, 10 minute version meant as much to you as it meant to us this year by that. Um, anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm Mary and you can find us on at I just want to chat podcast on TikTok at I just want to chat podcast on Instagram and you can find us. Oh, by the way, Alicia and I are now a part of a Instagram account with the rest of our friends. We have a group of seven of us and we made a like a favorite things recommendations account. I will admit the favorite things recommendations are not coming from me. I'm not I don't buy as many cool things as like my friends do, but my friends do have truly like the coolest, coolest finds. And this week we're doing like a whole week of giveaways with like a Stanley cup, like some face stuff, like some good hair care stuff, some like good home stuff and like a gift card at the end. So you should follow that. It's at seven friend finds seven friend finds seven, seven is spelled. Out. Yeah. It's spelled out. Anyway. But yeah, so you can find me on there too. And also join our Facebook group at, um, I was going to say at, I just want chat podcast, but that's not true. The search, I just want to chat podcast. The group will pop up. Add yourself. I'll let you in and we'll have so much fun. Anyway, thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week with Taylor Tucker. We're going to talk about the top 10. Um, I think actually we're doing top five celebrity moments of uh, 2021. And um, things are good. Things are real good. Alicia, you're an angel among us. And I want you, you to get you. a Spotify account so bad. All right, everybody. Love you all. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye.